Blog Talk Radio. So 
miracle making. I'm believing. So you guys, wish me luck. I will tell you. I don't know. You guys have to see it on. Uh, I put it on Facebook or something because that may take off a few weeks after this. Because listen, your girl is a tired. Okay, serious, right? So I really don't have a show today. Dang, but what do we need to talk about? <coughs> Excuse me for a cough because I've been having this little cough. No, it's not COVID, but I've been having a little. I've been having my little allergies and stuff. Been messing up since I came back from California. You know how you come back and the weather's different, and everything like that. Because uh, in California it's cool, warm, cool. Warm. <laughs> Depends on what what like what part of when you're in Northern California, what part you go to and stuff. So I can't wait to tell y'all about my trip. Okay, I'm trying to figure out how I'm gonna how I'm gonna talk to you guys about you know, uh, everything, because I, I don't really have a show. So I'm getting ready to pull up. Hold on, let's see here. Y'all know how messy I am. I do stuff live on the air. For those of you who are listening, who are new to the show, it's really messy. I be doing stuff live. <laughs> All kind of crazy things, okay? A happy Mother's Day to everyone out there. I hope you guys had such a wonderful, wonderful Mother's Day. You know, I'm not a mother, but I'm a mother in spirit. You know, I mother a lot of people, okay? But, um, yeah, I hope, I wish you guys a happy, I hope you guys had a beautiful Mother's Day. Uh, um, Shout out to my grandmother and my mom. Hope they had a wonderful Mother's Day. My aunt, everybody, great, I hope everyone had a great Mother's Day. All right, so, what else do I need to talk to you guys about? Man, it's so much shit. Okay, what was I can't go to my page because you know I be forgetting. Y'all know how I be when I don't have a show. I be forgetting what I was gonna talk to y'all about. Okay, we gotta talk about it. Man, sad news this week. Kevin Samuel's unexpected death. Man, Kevin Samuel, fifty-seven years old, YouTube sensation. We talked about Kevin Samuel's on this show. Uh, I've talked about some of the things, you know, about Kevin Samuels. I, 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 here's the funny thing about Kevin Samuels. It was a lot of things in principle I agreed with Kevin Samuels on, a lot of things. Not a, not a whole, not a, you know, there's some things I didn't agree with. But most of the time with Kevin Samuels, I didn't agree with his approach. But the basic premise of what Kevin Samuels was saying in the manosphere, I got, I could understand some of it. Uh, he passed away of a heart attack this week, very controversial about the past. I mean, I have not seen so much controversy surrounding a person dying because, I mean, there were people literally happy that Kevin Samuels passed away. I don't, I mean, you know what, life is so deep and precious to me that unless you done killed 100 people, I mean, you know, I mean, I can't be excited about nobody. You know, death death is not a great thing when, you know, when, but Kevin accomplished a lot, but, it's just, you know, life is so precious, and, and I don't celebrate that for, you know, anybody's demise, like, in that way, and especially um, in the midst of the trajectory of his show going up and all kind of things. You know, no matter what disagreements, you know, you may have with the man, he did a lot of great, um, I mean, he was able to bring his show up. I didn't agree with his approach sometimes, but, man, I wasn't, you know, some of the things he said needed to be addressed, you know, uh, you know, like some of the things, you know, like, you know, I don't believe, listen, I didn't like the women over 35 and all that stuff being thrown to the because, you know, let me just say this in life. Love is such a, a crazy thing, you know what I'm saying? It's harder for women to date after 35 
but there are a lot of women out here. I just, my aunt, okay, my beautiful aunt just got married to someone she, you know, her and this guy have been, like, in love for years, and she just got married and moved to another city, and she is doing really well, and she's older, okay? And so, you know, hey, love takes shape in so many different ways. So I would never tell a woman that after a certain age it's over for you. That's bullshit, you know. And plus everything ain't about no man, you know what I'm saying? You Life is, you know, I, 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 there's so much I want to talk to you all about tonight because even uh, Red Table Talks this week had um, uh, Chelsea Chris's mom on there who, you know, we talked about Chelsea Chris and the suicide on here. And she gave a little bit more insight into what happened with Chelsea, Chelsea. But here was the interesting thing. One of the things that she was discouraged about was when she wrote she wrote a magazine about was growing older. And so sometimes I don't like that kind of talk to women, even though I believe certain men are trying to, uh, you know, scare women into running and pick a partner and all that stuff and you know everything. The truth of the matter is. Um, Life is so unique and distinctive that, you know, I mean, you can't say what will happen after a certain age. You know what I'm saying? We do know it's harder for women out here in these streets, but, you know, whatever. But that's part of a little bit of Kevin Samuel's legacy, you know, was, um, you know, telling women very straight up, you know, like, boo, you ain't it. Like, you know, if you want a high-value man, because remember that was the talk was high-value males, okay? Now, some of y'all think high-value males is a is a motherfucker with money in his pocket, but listen, some of the worst men in the world can just can have a pocket full. Now, I'm not – hold on, let me let me just say this. Now, I like some money, okay? I'm, 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 I'm like, what's her name? What's that lady's name? What's Gwyneth, What's the Gwen, Gwen from the uh, '80s? The son that from the '80s ain't nothing going on but the rent. You gotta have a J O B. Remember that song? If you wanna be, when she said, "Life is too serious, love's too mysterious." A fly girl like me needs security. That's shit. Ain't no, ain't no smarter words ever been said. <laughs> Cause ain't nothing going on but the rent. That's a, that's what I'm still a jail. <laughs> right? I'm for young ladies picking. A male who is a who is a provider and a, 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 but not just with his pocketbook, but in his, his spiritually, his mind, um, mentally, uh, you know, um, all kinds of. You just don't pick person because of their pocketbook. Because listen, it's some people up here crazy as hell that's rich. Okay, they can be crazy as two fucks and still and have a lot of money. So it's not really just about somebody having money or having, uh, you know, having a big wallet. It is a high-value male, in my opinion, even though that's what they out here talking about. To me, it's about a man who who has great characteristics and great traits about himself, and the pocketbook is just extra. <laughs> okay? Because, you know, I tell you all out here, the bag is important, right? I ain't saying the bag ain't important. I'm just saying that the bag, you need the bag and other things surrounding the bag. You know what I'm saying? You don't want no cr- a crazy person and got a bag, okay? So, because, you know, you're crazy, you crazy, crazy, all right? Whether it's rich, poor, whatever. But when Kevin Samuels often told women straight up things about how to get a high value, man. <laughs> 
are men that were considered being high value and a lot of wealthy men or a lot of rich men. And so sometimes women came on there with high expectations. They come to him and ask him for advice. I don't know why they would come to Kevin because Kevin's tough as hell. But, you know, they come to him, he come to him, and, you know, he let women know straight up. Like if you was overweight, you know, like sometimes, you know, Listen, hold on, let me just say this, okay, because I'm a plus-size girl, and I'm cute, I'm fly, right, okay? But, you know, I understand, you know, I, I'm, I, one of the things, I have a small waist, but I'm hippie, you know what I'm saying? So I, there's an illusion there that I look a little shapely, <laughs> right? I'm like a plus-size shapely girl or whatever. But here is the thing that I understand, okay, there are a lot of men who may be attracted to women who are plus size. That's very true. But a lot of times people will be all like they don't want to be like Lizzo is beautiful. Lizzo is fly. She's a good where she's good. Now where she carry herself all the time I don't agree with. Right? Showing her I mean, you know what I'm saying? She do too much. But sometimes men, you know, they they just they as as fly as she is or as talented as she is, is has many things she may have to offer and stuff like that. Uh, they have a problem because they have images to protect and all that shit, and so they don't want to be out here with a plus-size shit. You know what I'm saying? And so Kevin Samuels will be telling the truth about that shit. <laughs> and women who come over his show, you know, the first thing he'd be like, what size is you? What size are you, man? Which, here's the irony of all of this, and I know people are in conflict with this right now, okay? There's a lot of conflict going on because Kevin Samuels was the rumor how he passed away is, you know, the rumor is that there was a woman there and there, you know, that he may have passed out on this woman, okay, whatever situation they had going on, okay. But the woman in pictures looked like she didn't look big. She looked very beautiful. But she is a, she is a woman that if she had called into his show, he would have probably told her she was too big. Look at her pictures. And I know a lot of man spear out here trying to, you know, say, oh, she's not really that big. No, she is what he would consider plus size. 12, 14, you consider she's hip, she's very shapely, okay? So he would have probably said she was too big. <laughs> so it's so it's so much controversy surrounding uh, what the Kevin Samuels, uh, allure and legacy now Because now it's a legacy Because Kevin has passed on But first of all I just want to say this Rest in peace to him Prayers to his family They say his mother found out Over social media That is never a good way to find out About your loved one passing away However um, I just want to say this Brevity. I mean, you know, life can be life can be real long when you make bad choices. <laughs> but the brevity of life, life can be short too. Here you hot one day and you go on the next. You know what I'm saying? Life is such a strange thing, okay? And so what I would say is one of the things that Kevin Samuels did is Kevin Samuels built a brand fast, like within the last few years. 
you know, he was on his shit. No matter how how much you bad you think of him, you gotta say, damn. You know, he's a, he was he's such a controversial figure, and that the people are still it's still it's still talk talk about him. And I mean, I saw all kind of YouTube things out here about Kevin, and so, you know, I guess the question I say that I mean, you guys that we can all learn from this is, you know, how do you want your legacy to be? And what kind of energy, you can look at Kevin and you can get a number of lessons there. But what, and he probably didn't think that day he was going to wake up. Nobody thinks that day when they wake up that this could be it. You know what I'm saying? But it was for him. And so the question becomes, what lessons can you learn from that? What lessons can you learn from him who was able to build a great brand, Very, I won't say a great but a brand that was controversial, and that a lot of people is love hate relationship with people. Kevin said some great some some great things on that show. Besides the shock value, I just as a matter of fact, sidebar. I just posted an interview a few weeks ago of him and Shane having a discussion. Shane Brody, and he was very different in that discussion with Shane than I think even on his show. I mean, it was a very great discussion between him and Shane. I might try to repost it later on. So you guys can't see it But it was a really good meeting of the minds And I think the reason why it was such a good meeting of the minds Because Shane isn't somebody She's a sex therapist So he's talking to somebody who knows what she's talking about So so I think there was a respect there And there was a great conversation Even though they, you could tell there were differences But it was a really good, powerful little conversation So, you know, uh, so he so to me there was a, sometimes a lot of the the negative out of Kevin's talks got pulled out. But sometimes he would have a lot of great things, I mean, to say. I mean, a lot of truth, okay? You know, like saying the things to women about their weight and having to get your weight under control if that's the type of dude you want to be with. I mean, listen, tonight you know, okay, I just tell women the honest truth on this show. You know, you know tonight if you, uh, you know, you, I, I pick my faves out here who I like to uh, 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 pair up people with. But let's say tonight Lenny Kravitz knock on your door and you eating, what you eating, what you eating? You eating your, you eating your Oreos cookie and cream. <laughs> you got your Oreos cookie, you up late night watching your late night movie. And knock, 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 knock. It's Lenny. And you're like, damn, it's Lenny Kravitz. You yo, you got your hair bonnet on and everything. And Lenny, like, I just came because I need a girl like you, right? And you know you you about you size 16, 18, and you like, see, you eat, you got your ice cream in hand and everything. He tell you all how you dope and everything. You're like, shit, this is the book. Lenny Kravitz is here. <laughs> I'm about to get Lenny. Fuck all you model bitches. But wait a minute, hold on. Let me just say this, okay? So then there comes he wants you to go to your first red carpet, okay? I'm not, and this is why I'm not trying to dis plus size women because I'm a plus size chick. I'm with y'all, okay? I'm just saying the stress of it all, okay? You're on the carpet with Lenny, and everybody's going, "Damn, she got a big Lenny, got a big girl." No matter how beautiful you are, and it's a beautiful, it's a beautiful big girls who will slay this. Ladies, little skinny bitches with their faces, they just, it's, it's so many beautiful plus-size women. 
But being plus size for sometimes me high value men can be a detriment. And then he's, uh, suddenly he's having to explain why he chose you, and it's, it's, it's all this controversy around your weight. And there may be feeling pressure from that. So maybe those are sometimes why men in those atmospheres, I'm not just, I just use Lenny Kravitz, for example, but it could be a surgeon or a doctor or a lawyer or something like that. Sometimes they don't tend to go for the plus size, okay? I'm not saying that it doesn't happen, okay? I'm just saying, you know what I'm saying? I'm just saying that that's a, that those are conversations Kevin had with his clients. And even conversations like when women were, like, I think it was one woman on his show, and she had, like, three baby daddies, and she wanted to have value man, and he's like, yo, like, you got what, you got three baby daddies. People want to put up with all three baby daddies. It was a very real conversation. I'll be talking about this stuff like that on here. It's like it's hard to come after a high-value man when you got three baby daddies. <laughs> doesn't mean you won't get sometimes, but somebody you won't get one. I told you all a story on here. I have a relative who had a bunch of children, and she got a really great she – she's a beautiful lady, but she – when her and her husband divorced, she got a great guy. I mean, you know, as far as his, his – you know, he was – you know, what his job was and everything like that. Oh, my God, it was un- it's almost unbelievable, unheard of. But I would always, you know, and he, he he just happened to be a great guy, and they just happened to fall for each other. And, they, you know, they had a great family. But sometimes I would say to women, if that happens like that, I would say vet him very well to make sure he ain't no pervert or he ain't after the kids and nothing like that. Seriously, no, that's serious talk, real shit. Because you know what I'm saying? Because most men don't want to be bothered with five, four, five baby days. That's facts. Those are things that he would talk about on the show, but he would say it in such a way that could be gut-wrenching, like he he could hit women hard. Like the time when he told that woman she was a six at best. (laughs) Oh, God. I mean, you go back and watch some of Kevin's damn shit. You'd be like, oh, shit. I mean, you be shit you be wanting to say, but you don't say. you like, damn, dude, you ain't got to tell it like that. But that's why, you know, he left such a controversial mark. <laughs> but he did leave his mark. And, uh, you know, rest in peace, uh, the legacy of Kevin Samuels. And I'm sure uh, in the next couple of months, especially with the way that this has happened, the way he passed away, which is so controversial in of itself, uh, I'm sure in the next few months there will be more to unravel surrounding Kevin Samuels. And I've heard some of the rumors already, and trust me, I, I mean, I think, you know, a lot of people are saying, hey, you know, a lot of people are saying, well, we're finding out that he didn't, some of the stuff that he, he preached, you know, he didn't practice. Well, shit, that's a lot of people. I'll tell y'all some shit. That I I be like shit. I'm trying to get it. I'm trying to do. I, that's why I always tell y'all I'm trying to get it too. You know what I'm saying? Because it, I can, you know, I can give good advice, but sometimes I can't always follow it. <laughs> you know, but do as I do as I do as I say, not as I do. You know what I'm saying? That is that's a, that sometimes that can be in people's lives. Okay, so I'm sure that doesn't mean his advice wasn't good. Maybe we didn't like how he presented his advice, and sometimes I didn't always agree with what he said. Always. But that doesn't mean the advice wasn't good, okay? You know, facts. And, you know, I think in a world of 
a world where this world is such a deep. You know, I had a a person this week. I, I'm not gonna say who, but somebody told me this story, right? And about a young person who wanted to bring a situation. They was dealing with a young man and stuff, and it, it was just a little thing that the young lady didn't really see about the young man, you know what I'm saying, like as far as leadership skills and what to look for and stuff like that because she's so young. But I saw it right off because I'm an old chick and been through real shit, right? And so I was like, man, this is what I had to think about people like Jason Black, the business, which I think is one of the best people on here that talks about relationships, but we are Kevin Samuels brand and stuff like that, where sometimes men need to tell women, especially younger women, how not to A lot of these man-spear men, even though some of them I think are bitter and angry, a lot of them I do, but some of them uh, I do believe have a do women a great service, you know, in terms of, uh, telling you what not to waste your time on, like helping you see leadership, letting you know that you ain't got time to waste if you really want to have a marriage and children and all that stuff. You don't want to waste your time on on bullshit. You know what I'm saying? You don't want to waste years on shit on bullshit, or you don't want to waste your womb giving up your womb to the wrong one. You know what I'm saying? And you done got out here and got four babies. And his ass is ghost talking about when he married his wife. <laughs> Y'all know who I'm talking about. <laughs> and when you marry your husband, but you're going to have a hard time marrying a husband because you got four babies by that fool, right? You know what I'm saying? So I'm just saying this doesn't mean it's not impossible, but I'm just saying it's going to be a harder time. So I'm just saying they do, in some ways, that 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 man spirit can do a great service to women. In terms of letting you know you don't got time to be wasting on bozos. Because when I heard this story this week about this young lady, I was like, "He's a bozo." I can hear it already. <laughs> you have bozo qualities, you know what I'm saying? But she, it's a little thing that she wouldn't have noticed that I know, you know, that I noticed, you know, because I feel like it's very important. One thing I'll just say this, and I'm gonna leave it at this. One thing I like that the man spirit, some of the man spirit teach. For women, I mean, for men, is that men work on yourselves, especially when you're young. The women will come if you work on yourself. <laughs> They'll show up, but you got to take care of you first. You know, that's one of the things I knew as a young girl. I was in this relationship when I was a young girl, a particular relationship, and this guy could just upset him about anything, where he would just, you know, he would, he would, he would get upset. If we had an argument. He would get so upset with the argument that he was triggered that he couldn't do the shit he needed to do. Well, that was unattractive to me because I'm like, you know, shit. You how you gonna be anything? I mean, you know what I'm saying? If I'm breaking you down with little shit, that you know, you need to be like, like I was talking about Adele. You need to be focused on what you need to do. You know what I'm saying? If you got schoolwork, you don't need to be fucked up about me. <laughs> do your schoolwork. <laughs> if you got a job to go to, go to your job. Now, I'm not saying you ain't going to be upset with me, you ain't going to be hurt, it might affect you a little bit, or right, same vice versa with women, but I'm saying that 
focus on you. Make sure you're being productive and don't let nobody you ain't married to and all this stuff break your production as a male because so much of men's power lies in their production and their protector status and their uh and how they handle leadership. It is not attractive when a man doesn't lead well. That's all I'll say. And so I will give the man spirit that, that they sometimes, not all things I disagree, so there's a lot of things I disagree with, but there's a lot of things I agree with. So, uh, yeah, so, yes, yeah, so that's very, that was very sad uh, news. It's always sad when, uh, you know, someone loses their life in the way, uh, especially when they were on the trajectory of success. Okay, even if you disagree with some of the stuff, it's still sad, all right? Okay. Now, um, what else do we got to talk about here? We got so much. I'm, I don't know if I'm going to, um, okay, I'm going to try to, let's talk about, we'll, go, we'll get into Chelsea, Chris, okay? This week, if you guys have a have a chance this week to see Jada Pinkett, Red Table Talks, where she had a discussion with uh, the uh, Chelsea Chris's mom, the young lady who committed suicide, and in, 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 she lived she lived in New York City. She worked, I think, for Access Hollywood. She jumped off the building, 29 floor, 29 floor is her death, right? And she and 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 her mom was on this week, very touching, uh, Red Table Talks, okay? And her stepfather was on, and they were having a discussion, uh, and, you know, there there was so much to unpack in this. And let me let me just say this, okay, and, um, man, and then I saw, too, I was watching, I was looking at the, this is Cyborg, but I was looking at Instagram this week, and I saw a story about a young girl who was a cheerleader who, at a black college or something, who killed herself. And when I read the letter, I was like, oh, my God. It was so sad because it was all temporary things. And, you know, everybody was talking about, you know, oh, God, black women are dealing with high-functioning depression and everything like that. And I saw that and high-functioning depression and depression. Um, I've been there. I've been depressed before. Really, trust, trust me. Sometimes I do, sometimes now. You know what I'm saying? I get it. I understand. And what I'm getting ready to talk about a little bit, because even I was thinking about it with Chelsea Chris, um, and here's what I'll let me just say this right now, okay? Because I don't want to trigger nobody. Listen, you, if you are feeling suicidal or anything like that, call a hotline, get you some help, speak out to people, let people know that you are hurting. Sometimes I see your heart. That's hard for me because I'm a Scorpio, so I really be trying to dive deep and do our own psychological stuff like that. And sometimes it's hard to tell people about the pain. But I got friends I can go to, and I mean, you know, I talk to them. I let them know. You listen here. I'm, you know, I got some stuff I'm, I'm dealing with, <laughs> right? So um, have somebody you can talk to, okay? But what I'm getting ready to say tonight is a little controversial, and I don't want to hurt anyone's feelings. But I think it needs to be said. I myself have family members. I had two family members who committed suicide, allegedly. One of them is questionable. Um, 
there is a difference in clinical depression. Clinical depression is something diagnosed by a doctor, and sometimes it's about hormones and stuff like that. But there's also what I'm going to call something that's going to probably trigger some people and make people upset. But it's what I call high-functioning selfishness. Oh, Lord. Because we don't talk about that much anymore Because it's not politically correct To talk to people Who are depressed About selfishness Because a form of depression Is being far into self I've been there before I know you can be so into self And what's going on in self I've had to have some friend tell me Had a friend one time tell me said, Girl if you don't get out yourself and I had that, and it woke me up. She said, you know, there's people out here that's been, that's being this and this and that. Look at how good God has been to you. I know it hurts right now. And I know it, the pain, that's life is full. Let me tell you something. Life is going to have its ups and downs. And there are going to be some things that's going to hit you someday so hard that you're going to feel like, this might this one might take me away. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But in order to beat depression, not clinic I'm not talking about medical diagnosis, but clin in order and sometimes that. I'm talking about depression that gets you where you upset about a number of things that have went on in your life and in your past and you're just like, I can't get out of this space, I'm this and this. Sometimes you gotta get out of self. Stop thinking about all the crazy things going on with you. And look and reach out to other people around you. Reach out and love on somebody. Reach out and encourage somebody when you feel the most discouraged. I'm an encourager, so when I feel discouraged, I encourage somebody sometimes. And it changes my whole perception of things. Or recognizing that somebody today got it worse off than what I think I got it. This generation, sometimes, is such a narcissistic vibe. I, I mean, I, I'm in it too. You know, I'm taking myself, using pictures and everything like that. But it is, there is this this beat of self. Everything's about self. And so when you look, when you're able to reflect on self sometimes, we may see, oh, man, it's not so perfect. I'm not so perfect. I'm not so great. I'm not so this. I got flaws. I got this and that, this and that, this and that, this and that. And you get caught up in all of that and you end up high-functioning, being a high-functioning, depressed person because you're so into what's going on with self that you can't see outside of you. You're so into maybe what happened to you, something bad happened to you, you can't get over it. And you're so, you're like, all oh, you're thinking about is it over and over again. And not thinking that maybe, you know what, what if I take this thing that happened to me, there's somebody else that it may have happened to, how can I help somebody get through this so they won't be like me in dealing with this depression? How can I come out of self and go and help somebody else? Because that is the thing that's going to kill this suicide demon running around here. Because this is a suicide demon running around here. Telling young people and telling old people, telling all kinds of people, it's it. 
You can't do nothing. This is it. Life ain't nothing. Ain't nothing worse than this. Ain't nothing less than this. Listen, as long as God gives you tomorrow, you can change it. Facts. I heard a parent once say something one time I was watching the show. And this mom, and this is the first time that she was talking about school. This was years ago. And this mom said, she was so angry. She said, my child didn't think I had to go clean up that room afterwards. I'm angry is what the mom said. I'm hurt, but I'm angry because she, she didn't think about the toll that I would be left with. We are all connected, and it ain't just about you, boo. I know life is painful, and let me tell you something. Who told you the spirit world would be peaceful? I know we like to say rest in peace. It's an acknowledgement we hope that happens on the other side. But the spirit will. Can I tell you something tonight if you're contemplating suicide? Can I tell you something tonight? You are an eternal being. Body goes to the ground, but your spirit does not die. You go from one world to another world. And we don't know about those worlds. Well, we know for if you have faith, if you have certain faiths and beliefs, then there are some people who believe they know about the other world. But what I will tell you is the spiritual world is full of, it dictates to the natural. And whatever you got going on in the natural, sometimes we take over into that spiritual world. So I just want to say tonight that life is tough. It's not always easy. Sometimes it's great. Like, I've been having a great week. Y'all, child, I've been having a good week. But then sometimes I don't have good weeks. Most of the days it's been great. Most of the time it's, been, it's just a song that, an old gospel song that says, I won't complain. They love singing a few. Listen, all of my good days, I'll wait my bad days and stuff like that. I agree with that so far. But life well, like I said, will not always be easy. But that is the part, the most beautiful part of the journey. I love one of my favorite films is Collateral Damage with Will Smith. And I remember there's a part in Collateral Damage that I can't exactly remember. If you get a chance, watch it. Collateral Beauty, is it Collateral Damage? Let me see. I think, I think I, I'm saying it wrong. Collateral Beauty, I think. Let me look it up. I'm going to see what the name of it is. Collateral Beauty, I think it is, not Damage. Yeah, Collateral Beauty. There's a part in it where this woman, her 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 daughter, I think, and I don't quote me on this, but in the movie, her daughter is passing away, and this woman, this older woman, sits down next to her, and she talks about, you know, what she asked her about what was happening. And she's telling her, my daughter, you know, is dying. And the woman looks at her and says to her, she says, I think she says, and I can't remember, she says, 
don't forget the collateral beauty of it all. It was a shocking thing to say, and I think that's, I'm going to try to look up the quote, what she said. I kind of look at, look at what it though, because uh, I, I feel like this is important to tell you guys. Um, let me look it up to see if I can find the quote, the real quote, because I love that movie, and I think it speaks to, um, let's see if it's this one here. That's what she said, I think. Uh, she said, uh, she says, uh, uh, she says, I think she says in the movie, uh, as you go through, as you go through this, don't forget to notice the collateral beauty around you. Wow. Very powerful thing. Because she's calling what we normally put, we normally throw collateral in with damage, right? Um, But this time she put it with collateral beauty. (sighs) Wow. Yeah, you think about that quote. Don't forget the co- to to look at the collateral beauty around you. The things that you what's collateral? Things you give in order to you know show that you can repay something. And she's telling her when her daughter's dying, don't forget to recognize the collateral beauty of it all, of life. That's what I think that quote means. That. This is life, and don't don't forget to recognize all that around you, the good, the bad, the ugly. It's collateral beauty because life, there's somebody that will not wake up tomorrow and wish they had another breath. no matter what they're going through, because they recognize life is full of collateral beauty. And I just hope that someone, if you're you're hurting out here, get that. That's the price and the entrance for life, to live. It is a beautiful journey God has given us. Sometimes it's painful. Sometimes it's great. But it's still a beautiful journey, and you get to breathe and wake up in it. And as long as you got breath, you got the power to change it, whatever it is that's hurting you. And that's what I want to say when I when I saw that this week, because I kind of found myself feeling a number of emotions because I was like, sometimes we're so all caught in the self. You're so depressed. Most depressed people, sometimes it's all because they're more, they've gotten lost in self. And sometimes the best thing, not always, but sometimes one of the best things you can do is go out and help somebody, encourage somebody, love on somebody, find out there's somebody out there with worse shit than you, okay? 
you might be losing your house. Shit, somebody is losing. They ain't got no house. They living up under a bridge. And sometimes the cure to that, the cure to depression, is just having a, just saying, you know, learning to just have gratitude. And those are the things sometimes we don't talk about. I just kind of want to encourage y'all today. I hope it makes sense, okay? All right. <clears throat> now, that's y'all, it's a word, because I didn't plan on having no it's a word, but that's the it's a word, okay? But the program is wonderful. I found myself, you know, I listen, Jada and Willow and uh, Jada's mama, y'all did a, they, they, and they, they've done an excellent job, <coughs> excuse me, on these two interviews I've seen so far. Shout out to the Red Table Talks, okay? It might be some controversy at the Smith's house, but they've been doing the hell out of them Red Table Talks. So if you if you guys haven't seen the one about Chelsea Chris, please check it out. I think I put a link up to it on the Carlotta Chatwood Facebook page, okay? Uh, next up, oh, my God, what do I need to talk about? I don't have no show. Did I tell y'all that? <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, so I'm going to take a break real quick. And when I come back, I'm going to talk about, it's my third, I, I, went, I went to my third Maxwell show. I finally, I, y'all like Carlotta. This is another review. I don't know. She, y'all, <laughs> but it's my, I'm going to talk about Maxwell in Oakland, okay? Oh, my God. I love the show. It was so fun. I'll have to talk to y'all about it, Okay. All right, so I'll talk about that when I get back. Uh, meanwhile, let me see. Hold on, let me see. You know, I got messed, this thing all messed up here. Here we get. Okay, let me see. Uh, we'll talk about that when we get back. Uh, meanwhile, we're gonna listen to. Uh, let's see, who we're we gonna listen to? Let's look for listen to Kevin Ross, Looking for Love. It's the CC Show. I'm Carlotta, Late Night Edition. I'm up late in these streets trying to give y'all a little show, okay? Before, because I promised y'all one this weekend. We'll talk about a few of the subjects, everything. Oh, wait a minute, that started too soon. Okay, I'll be back in a moment, you guys. All right. If you're ready to give a lot, cross over, lady. 
That's the Maxwell with the sentence. Okay, it's the CC show. I am back, and you know what? Listen, I had a blast in Oakland. I mean, not Oakland. I was in Marin County. I forget what the name of the. What is the name of my my uncle's new area? It's he's in Marin County. He he was. God, I can't remember the damn name. Okay, let's just say Marin County. I wasn't in Oakland. The concert was in Oakland, but I stayed in Marin County. My uncle's been there for a minute in Marin County. Uh, he was in uh, Case, oh, dang, Corte Madera. He stayed in, but he just moved from Corte Madera, and he's in another part of Marin County. But we had a blast, okay? Listen, oh, my God, it, it, was, it was so much fun. And, listen, I love when I get to go visit – California for me has that energy because I love the water, <laughs> so and I love the Bay Area because Bay they have the Bay and they have the ocean, so it's like shit. <laughs> so I'm a Scorpio, so I'm like water, water. I'm a water sign, so you know I love uh, places that are surrounded by water, scenery, and things like that. So oh, for for me, I just had a great time, and we went a lot of places, and this was, it was so cool because I got to visit the countryside. Of Oak of of California of San Francisco, which I never got to visit, and it I've, I've had, it was so fun. It was really nice. Got to go to some little shops, some little unique antique like little shops, some great restaurants. I found this nice little African um, shop that uh, that was really great, really expensive in Tiburon, but it's just Tiburon. <laughs> and, and but it was really really nice. Um, I just had a blast, and plus my little cousin niece came up to see me, watch because she lives in L.A. So she came, she flew in to just to hang out with us for the weekend. You know, it was so funny because my uncle was like, "Do you think she could want her to come across?" I'm like, "She's gonna be like, what you old folks at me at?" <laughs> but there was a lot of young kids. Not that younger people don't like Maxwell, but I didn't know if it would be for her. But we, me and my uncle went, and listen, I was a little worried about my uncle, but. We had a blast. So I'm gonna get to concert in a minute, but let me fin- let me tell you finish telling you about my uh, San Francisco experience. Okay, so there was like some sort of festival or some sort of thing I went to in Oakland, and I found so many neat things. You know what I'm saying? They had so many nice vendors out there. I don't know if they do that every weekend. Do they do that? Every- I don't know. If I just ran into something special, but I had so much. I had a blast. I mean, I just. I did a lot while I was there. It was it was a lot of fun. Got to hang out with my uncle. Got to have discussions and talks. And he introduced me to this new series called Taran. <laughs> we just had a blast. We had a good time. It was really a lot of fun. Got to go a lot of places. Visited a lot of places. Uh, nice. I just had a nice time. So okay. So let's talk. Oh, and I went I went out with my uncle and his friends. Right. I forgot to talk about this. Friday night, or the Friday night before the concert, and <laughs> so like my uncle, you know, my uncle's like, you know, you know, he he got this, little, you know, this little group of friends, and I had all my colorful, I'm I'm all extra colorful. <laughs> that day, I had I had this little legging suit I got from Fashion Nova on. My little hood suit. I don't know what I, but it was cute, okay? It was cute. I was real cute. I was looking like a little African princess. But let me tell you, so I we go to this little brewery. Like, it's like in, it's off in the warehouse. Like, my uncle, when he was driving to it, I said, dude, are you sure 
there's a restaurant out here because this shit look abandoned. <laughs> but no, when you get out the car, you walk like it's like a, like a mystery or something. You walk around, you open up this warehouse door, and bam, whoa, it's like a band playing. It's one stuff all around. It's out by the water. Oh, my God, that shit was dope. <laughs> I was like, what? Oh, my God, it was so fun. Had a blast, met so many of his friends. He had two new, it was two new people that they had brought to the group. My uncle had known him very well, but that's usually his group that they get together and they hang out and stuff. Man, we had so much fun. We was drinking wine. They was buying me wine. I was having a great time. Food, everything. Off the water. Child, I had a great time. They were all really cool. Loved it. Great conversation. It was nice. I enjoyed it. <laughs> so here's the kicker. Here's what I really loved. So I'm sitting here. I'm having these discussions with all of them, right, you know. And so, you know, we have a discussion, you know, how, how long have you been married and stuff like that. And I talk to them. I tell them how that, that, and how long, blah, blah, blah. What's your this and this and that, blah, blah, blah. We're having these discussions and all this stuff. And so, Finally, one of them gets up the nurse, and she's like, "Yeah." She says, "So you're Ken, so you're Ken's niece, right?" And I was like, "Yeah, more like his sister, kinda." And you know, I was explaining to him that dynamic, me and him, and we were like, "Yeah, you know, we're kind of more like sisters." You know, I was tell, I was saying, "Oh no," and they were like, "Is this your first time being here?" I was like, "Oh no, I've been here plenty of times. I've been coming here since I was seven. And they're like, "Oh, you know, I'm coming to visit Ken." I'm like, "Yes." And so they're like, what? And so and I show them some pictures of me and Ken when, you know, we're little and, you know, I'm little and all this stuff. Like, blah, blah, blah. No, I've been coming to visit my uncle. I mean, I even came to visit my uncle, like, when I was in seventh grade, like, for a summer, which is a funny story, okay? But so I've been coming to San Francisco for a long time, okay? <laughs> so that, it wasn't that it wasn't new to me. So we're having this great discussion. So we're, we're all talking. They're like, so they're, you know, they're looking at me and stuff, but it's just not, you know, they're not, one, you know, they're talking, but I don't know. I feel like there's something that wants to be asked. And so I say, you know, and so the girl's like, oh, so she said, oh, my God, that picture looks so, she, that picture looks older. I was like, well, it is 1979. And she looks at me and she goes, what? You're like, I said, I'm 49. And she's like, Oh, my God, and they're all stopping. They're like, oh, what? They couldn't believe it. Shit, I was happy. I love these people. I said, they think I'm young. They was like, we thought you were at least, like, in your 30s, your early 30s. Like, shit, yes. That's what you're supposed to think. <laughs> oh, I loved them. At that point, I loved all his friends. I was stealing all his friends. I loved them at that point. Anybody who thinks I'm in my 30s, they're a friend for life. <laughs> So we had a great time at this place. We had been just drinking. I, I, you know, I didn't have a lot to drink, but I drank a little bit. So my uncle, he says, hey, him and his best friend, his one his best friend guy, his best friend is there, this guy. Uh, I forget his best friend's name. I forget the guy's name. I think it's Jack or whatever. So they, they're there, and he's like, we're probably going to go to a game tonight. So Keisha, take the car. I'm like, you just threw me into this warehouse. On the, and we in the East Bay, and it's nighttime, and you want me to drive my ass back to Oakland? I mean, back to Marin County? You know I'm gonna get lost. <laughs> what the fuck? It was daytime. I would get it, but in the middle, no, 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 no. So 
his it's a girl it's a lady young lady who was one of his best friends who was there today with Vanessa who her and her and her his other good friend took me home oh my god took me back to the house we laughed and talked all the way there they were so great so fun so nice I had a wonderful listen I had a wonderful time it was really fun <laughs> I like I said just how y'all do oh my god I gotta come here more often <laughs> right so. Saturday, Maxwell Day. <laughs> Y'all like call out a shit. How many times? That's what probably they got the right to say. Is that the same girl? What the fuck? CC or kid? No. So listen. This time we had we we had even better seats. We're down in like what row we're in. My uncle's like, whoa, like these are really good seats. I'm like, what the hell? My mother told him. He said my mother told him the ahead of time, you're gonna get the Keisha ticket experience, of course, because Keisha doesn't like to sit badly. Now I did sit badly at a couple of the the Texas ones. They weren't bad. They were just up close and to the side. I just did. I like the side. I don't like being in the middle and up front. I, I, I ha- I've had those experiences before, and I don't like it. I'm shy. <laughs> I know that's hard to believe, <laughs> but I am. So I like being in a little corner. I'm a scorpion. I like being in a little corner, in my own little corner, watching the show, right? So this time we're a little bit to the side, but we're up close. My uncle is loving the seats. Now, beforehand, we have the experience that, you know, we're trying to get these VIP things, okay, because I tell them that they sent me a note saying, I think I missed the VIP too. Let me just say this. I've had VIP tickets before, and they didn't send me no note telling me an email or anything, telling me that what the VIP experience was. I don't know what the shit it was. I was like, I remember I think I, I had VIP. I've had VIP twice before, and I didn't know what the shit it was. <laughs> so, uh, oh, a plan ascension again? Okay, so... I didn't know what the VIP, you know, I didn't know. I just happened to look at this email that I got across my phone, and I was like, oh, okay, so we pick up a little bag and a little, you know, I should make that more known. I didn't know what the fuck. Because I didn't get the email, I probably would have known. And I probably had VIP, the VIP experience tickets before, and I just did not know. I did, right? I know I've gotten a free CD and stuff like that before, but I know I probably had a T-shirt coming. <laughs> And I forgot to, I forgot to, I didn't, I didn't get it. But this time we were trying to get the VIP, whatever they were. So they didn't know where the V. And let me tell you, everybody in Oakland that were that were a part of the set, they were so nice. I don't know if we just ran into a good bunch or whatever. But let me start off my experience. So I'm looking cute, honey, because I told you I was gonna bring, I was gonna bring the heat. I said I was gonna be hot. <laughs> I was cute. Right, and so I'm coming into the uh, thing, and I forget, you know, because we go into this into this entrance because where we parked up was really close, and so this entrance, this particular entrance, I forgot. I didn't even notice. I had my purse on my shoulder, so I'm walking real fast, trying to get in so I can get to this VIP space because I don't want to take. I don't want to wait, miss, get in with the crowd. You know, what I'm saying? we got there early, and I don't want to. You know, I'm like, I don't want to get in. You know, when it's crowded, I want to go to my seat. I want to sit down. I want to. You know what I'm saying? And so um, I'm walking here really, I'm walking through the gate really kind of fast. And so there's these guys there, and they like, whoa. I was like, I was like, oh, oh, I forgot my purse. And they like, yeah. They said, well, you looking all fine and everything. I was like, hey, I like Oakland. They, they calling me fine. I don't mean, like, too many. 
Yeah, she looking at how good she don't even want to give us her part. She looking so damn fine, she don't want to give us her part. We having discussion, we laughing and everything, and they think my uncle's my man. He's like, no, nah, that's my niece, you know, whatever. We having, we, we having discussion, laughing and everything like that. They check my purse. We have, I mean, we still joking and laughing. I mean, it's great. They were really down home. I like that feel. So they started off good. And plus they told me I was fine, okay? <laughs> then we get in. We're trying to find this elusive VIP. We can't find it. So, so so the guy, this one guy says, here, just go on downstairs. It's where they're doing the meet and greet. And ask the security guard down there, and he'll help you. The best, I don't know who the security guard was. I didn't catch his name, and I should have counted his name because he needed to be commended. Not only did he help us find the VIP, he walked us around the arena. He walked us out. He walked us around the arena. He walked us to the VIP place, waited on us to get our bag. There was another lady with us. The lady followed us, me and my uncle. He went, she, he, 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 he waited there, and he's like, okay, now I guess we take you down to meet and greet. Now, my ass, because I'm not wanting to meet, you know, I told you all about how I feel about meet and greet. Even though my uncle told me I was completely wrong to feel that way about meet and greet, if that's my favorite artist, why would you not want to meet and greet? So I'll have to tell you, I'll have to get in that conversation in a minute. But I'm like, meet and greet. I don't think that, I don't think we have meet and greet. What? <laughs> I was like, what? He's probably trying to hook us up. I don't know. <laughs> I'm like, I would have hate to get down there and they'd be like, nah, you ain't supposed to be here. <laughs> right? So anyway, we get to our seats. Great seats. Awesome. My uncle, I'm like, telling my uncle, damn it, I forgot to get my jogging suit pants. Because <laughs> remember I told y'all I wanted the bike school jogging suit pants? Now, I would have got the sweatshirt, but I figured I got a lot of sweat. I got a lot of sweat hoodies. And shit, it's getting hot outside. And damn, I got like three or four T-shirts from Maxwell. Damn, well, I need a damn sweat hoodie. And I got a hoodie, too. I don't need no damn no other hoodie from Maxwell. So I just got the pants, right? So my uncle goes out and gets the pants, comes back, right? Comes back to the side. So we're, you know, we're talking and we're talking about the setup. My uncle's like music, so my uncle's a musician. He plays guitar, child. You know, he sing. all of us in our family can sing. My whole family can sing, okay? Even even though I play on here, we all can sing. We all can carry a tune, okay? It's just, it is what it is, okay? So, you know, so me and my uncle, we were talking about different things about, you know, the music thing, part of it and everything like that. So Joe comes out first. Oh, my God, Joe's music is too loud, okay? I'm just going to be honest with you. You know, night. I said the night tour has a sound problem, but Joe was awesome, okay? But my uncle just thought his music was a little too loud, and my uncle notices everything. My uncle was like, <laughs> which I didn't notice before. He was like, are they all playing? Then we both, and I started looking up there. I was like, you right, I didn't mean, you know, nothing goes past me. He's like, yeah, shit. I'm like, they, I, I'm not sure if they, because he was playing, because I was like, ain't no background singers, and it's a background singing going on. Me and him fall out laughing, because, you know, we notice every damn thing. We both Scorpios, we both on November 1st, both, but, so we're like, damn, ain't no, I said, yeah, where the background singers coming from? And we just, because, I don't know if he was pumping in can music and some of the band was playing at the same time. I don't know what was going on there. <laughs> but Joe sounded really good. It was just his sound was messed up. But we did notice that. Anthony Hamilton comes out. Oh, my God. Anthony Hamilton, I think of all the times that I have, the three times that I've seen the night tour. 
she was great in St. Louis. Everything was great in St. Louis. I love St. Louis. I think St. Louis had the best crowds ever. But um, I, w- I haven't been on the whole night tour. I know y'all think I have, but I haven't. <laughs> but the, the, his performance in Oakland was superb, okay? It was it was, I mean, I felt like they was in it. I felt like they was in it to win it. They was like, they, I mean, it was, it was great. And him singing, you know, when he sings Luther Superstar, low key groupie song. That's what I call it. Superstar is a low key groupie song. You know, I've heard people play that at their weddings, and I'm like, do you know that's a low key groupie song? <laughs> Did y'all know that? A lot of people don't know that. When I mean by low key groupie, it's about a girl who fa- a, a person who falls in love with a rock star. It's not really doesn't give a sex, but listen to the words. See, I used to love the Karen Carpenter version, the Carpenters version. That's one of my favorite versions. That's where Luther did, I think, from the remake from the Carpenters. And I think the Carpenters were the remake from somebody. It's a remake from somebody else. If you listen to the song, long ago, and oh so far away, I fell in love with you before the second show. You're a guitar, and you sound so sweet and clear, but you're not really here. It's just the radio. Don't you remember you told me you loved me, baby? It said you'd be coming back this way again. Baby, 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 I love you. I really do. Can you get it? Long ago and oh so far away, I fell in love with you before the what? Second show. And you're a guitar, you sound so sweet and clear, but you're not really here. It's just the radio. It's about falling in love with a with with a with a, a musician, a singer on the radio, a rock star. That's my shit. Superstar is a shit. That's a they wrote the fuck out of Superstar, okay? But most people don't even know this because most people don't listen to the lyrics. But I love lyrics. <laughs> So I love that. I love that song. And Anthony Hamilton, oh, my God, Luther would be proud. Now, can't nobody fuck with Luther singing it, okay? Or am I Karen? I love Karen Carpenter's voice. But Anthony Hamilton, you did so good. They would be proud. He sang the shit out of that song. And that is how you bring, like, well, that is a remake you do on stage. I mean, I get you doing always and forever. You got everybody out there singing, I lay there forever, each moment. Oh, Maxwell, because I know you can. See, I'm going to get to Maxwell in a minute because there, I do have a complaint because Maxwell pissed me off with something. But I will get there. I will get there. But Anthony Hamilton, I felt the raw energy of you when you sang Superstar. And then when y'all sang uh, that Her song, oh, his band is the shit. They, the, all of them, every last one of them, every the background singers, everybody, everybody. Anthony was bomb, okay. But I've seen Anthony a lot. I've told y'all my story. Seen him a lot before. Always bomb, okay. But this time it was just, just set in Oakland, magical, okay. Now to boo. Now I was all excited. My uncle was about to walk out. I said, I oh, know you're not gonna walk out. No, 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 I'm going to get something real quick. I just want to see it a little bit from the back. My uncle's, a, you know, he's like me. He he wants to see everything. So he's like, whoa, I didn't realize how big the stage was until I, sit, I watched it a little bit from the back. 
because he want to get the whole picture. I was like, oh, you're trying to get the whole visual and shit. I get you, but you you right up on it. But you're trying to see it from the far view. You know, we picky like that. We be trying to see your shit. We be like, what you doing? You know, what y'all got going on back there and all that? <laughs> right? So, why he playing, Maxwell? Why does he keep playing? Something <laughs> my show or something. Okay, so, now, okay, so it's time for Maxwell to come out, Okay. Everybody's happy. Everybody's excited. Everybody wants to see Maxwell. Maxwell comes out. He's so cute, like always. <laughs> right? He's very cute. You know, I want to know something, though, with Maxwell. He did this in Kansas City years ago, and he's done this, like, in a show. He, I don't, I mean, like, he be acting like he's looking at people. I don't know if he, he puts his hand up to his head like he's looking out at people and stuff. And he, he does some weird sign language stuff. I don't know what he's doing. I'm like, are you giving some signs for somebody? <laughs> so he looks like he's looking for somebody. I'm like, what are you looking for? <laughs> I'm nosy. <laughs> this time in Oakland, he, like, gave that little, like, that hand gesture thing, like he was looking for somebody, and then he, like, shakes his hand a little bit. I'm like, what's that? What's that mean? Are you talking? Are you giving somebody cues? I notice every little thing. I notice every little thing. <laughs> so, like, he comes out, and Maxwell gives a great show. Okay, Maxwell, the, uh, the audience is hyped and everything. Uh, here is what I'll say, okay, Maxwell. This is what's pissing me. I, and you know what? I, I'm going to get to the end of the show because now I think Maxwell lied to me. But I'm going to get to the end of the show in a minute. <laughs> Not lied to me, but lied to the audience. <laughs> okay. Always and forever. Maxwell picks always and forever, and he does do me baby instead. I, you know, great. Yeah. You know, he never takes on, he never challenges himself. Do me baby and always and forever are easy fucking songs for you to sing, okay? You know what I'm saying? I know it's a Prince song, but it's, it's a, everybody's remade Do Me Baby. And always and forever is such a generic song. And you know the audience will sing it. But I want you, Maxwell, I know you can challenge yourself. Like, can we get a Marvin song from you? Why are you so scared of Marvin? You should not be scared of Marvin. You're the heir apparent to the throne. You have the throne. You're the throne now. Not Chris Brown. He's kitty stuff. You're the throne guy. What in the world? Take the song, guy. Sing the song. I know they say never step in 48 laws of power, never step into a great man's shoes. No, I don't expect you to step into Marvin's shoes, but I would love to see you sing a Marvin song. What Marvin song would I like to hear you sing? God, I don't know. It's so many. Shit. I don't even know what song he could sing from. Because he could do them all, I believe. God, he's got such sex appeal. And he, you know what? Afro Maxwell does not like to give out the sexual sex appeal. <laughs> I don't know what's going on there. <laughs> Can I say that? This is nothing. I, I want to say this right now because I've seen three shows on the night tour. Afro Maxwell, I notice he's not as sexy as, I mean, he's sexy. He's sexy, but he's goofy sexy. Because, you know, he's a Gemini, so he's got all these personalities. So, like, the short hair Maxwell is really, I mean, he's, all Maxwells are seductive, but the short hair one is seductive, right? He's very seductive. 
the Afro one, he's kind of, he's fun, he's fun-loving goofy, but you low-key think he's sexy. Like, you're like, he's goofy, but he's goofy as fuck, but he's so sexy, right? That's what you're saying. And then there's the braid, Maxwell, the one that was the singing at the, the uh, symphonies, and he's real sexy, too. He likes to duck the sexy. <laughs> I think it's depending on the hair. Like, he changes his personality. <laughs> I'm noticing that. I'm like... I'm like, Goofy Maxwell is with the Afro. Goofy Maxwell, Goofy Sexy Maxwell is Afro. <laughs> and the Maxwell that makes you want to throw your panties up on stage is the short hair one and the braid Maxwell. <laughs> the other one is like, that guy is so goofy, I might just give him that's what you're saying with the with the Afro dude. You're like, he's so goofy, I might just give him some. That's what kind of energy that Maxwell has, right? But then there's the Maxwell with the strike cut, and he's like, ooh, I got to throw my panties up there. Then there's the Maxwell with the praise, and you're like, damn, I'm going to throw my panties up there. Like, those two, you're going to throw your panties up. The other ones, you're like, oh, he's so cute, I might give him some. That's how you are. Like, you know, that's how you react to his different personalities. <laughs> but it's hilarious, okay? So I've noticed that, right? And I just feel as if he can do better. I feel like, I, even though I love it, I love the show. It was awesome, awesome, awesome. <laughs> However, I just feel like he he can challenge himself with a Marvin something. Let's see you do a piece of let's get it on or something. Shit, sexual healing. Oh my god. If Maxwell sang sexual healing in concert, oh, I might bring an extra pair of panties to throw. <laughs> Me and my married ass. I would throw. I would throw. I would definitely throw up yeah, yeah. If if you say sexual healing in a, in another show, I will throw. I will bring a pair. For, I will bring a pair of fresh panties and throw them up on stage gladly. <laughs> If he challenged himself with sexual healing, oh my God, my shy ass would throw sex. I would throw a pair of panties up there. <laughs> That's a challenge. I would love. Oh, and hearing that that wake up like that wake up background, and then you know they playing it. Ooh, and he's like, and he start off that. Oh my God, in his own voice, his little sound. Ooh, that would be hot. That would be hot as. That would be just as hot as. Gigolos get lonely too. Our beautiful ones. I don't think you want to challenge yourself like that. I think you're scared to. I hate that. Always and forever. Generic. Let's see you challenge yourself with Marvin Song, Time, uh, if you can get the rights to it. I don't know. Uh, what's the song? Uh, what's the song, Gigolos? Or something like that. Let's hear a challenging, you challenge yourself. Do something you're afraid to do. I feel like Do Me Baby and uh, What You Come are generic. And, because I know you got some more tour dates coming up, can we get you to add in Let's Not Play the Game? Is there something wrong with that song? Is there something wrong with Let's Not Play the Game? <laughs> I don't know. Is it something that you don't like to perform? What the hell happened? What's going on with Let's Not Play the Game? It's a great song. It's a great video also, like Maxwell's finest video. Like, I think Maxwell is super fun. Now, Maxwell's finest video is, what's that, Kakur? What's the song, Luxury, what's the song, Coco Cool? 
Whatever the shit. I love that video. Damn, they don't play that video no more. Why? That's the that, that's the video <laughs> for a lot of reasons. But what what about? I mean, then the next hot video would be let's not play the game. What is the deal with this? Why do we not put let's not play the game in the concerts? And then where's where's the cop till the cops come knocking? Where is that song? Did you take that out for always and forever? Because I'm totally pissed about that. This this, this is ridiculous. That's what we can add in. And please, this woman's work for people, okay? People like that song, okay? What else? Okay. He did not sing whenever. What's it? Whenever, wherever, whatever. What's the damn song? Shit. Wherever, whatever. He did sing, I'm in the zone. <laughs> I still laugh at that song. Come on. I'll be laughing. I'll be, be low-key laughing. <laughs> uh, it's just a funny song to me. Okay, so... Uh, but does he, he could, what was that on? He could, I don't know. He, he didn't sing whenever, whatever, for whatever. Cause he said the venue, Maxwell, did you tell the lie? Cause you, you know, if you listen, if anybody listens to the show that knows Maxwell, knows I'm going to talk shit because he didn't add that. He didn't sing that song. Were you cutting the show short? He says the venue wouldn't let him, they wouldn't let, you know, they're, they're strict on time, so they couldn't perform it. But here's the thing, Maxwell, something I noticed. Nobody had it up, had that video up from the L.A. show or the Tampa show or the Miami show. Now, I'm going to look because people always take that last part with you because <laughs> that means it wasn't a venue cut. It might have been a Maxwell cut. <laughs> and then I'm going to be even more pissed <laughs> that you cut out the end of the song. What? Then you're going to try to lie on the venue. <laughs> I'm not saying you lied. I'm not saying you lied. I'm just saying I didn't see. It's a very prominent. Most of the time, people on Instagram put up one of the things of the show they love to put up is Pretty Wings, Fortunate, Lifetime, and whenever we're him at the end sitting and singing. I noticed that is not not available in these last three shows. <laughs> so I'm thinking I was lying to that's what I'm thinking, okay? So that's my review of the show. It was a great note. It was a great show. Night was awesome. Anthony Hamilton, Joe, great choices. Man, listen, I said to Max, I said a few years ago on this show, I don't know if somebody passed it over to Maxwell, but I said Maxwell needs to find his crowd, his group, because you know what? He's the king of what I call the outcast, the king of the underground, like, you know, the underground, the great underground R&B artist. And that's that's where he, be, like, Joe and Anthony Hamilton are his peer groups. And I like him being in that energy. Like, peer groups, like, he even has an even weirder peer group, too, like a Will Downing and them. They will be part of Maxwell's peer group, too, because they're sort of like that underground flow. Maxwell is in that movement. He's like king of those movements in my opinion. And so to me, he's found that tour was smart. I don't know how well it sells because of COVID and stuff like that, but I know it was smart as fuck to do it, okay? I mean, you know, it it probably would have did even, I mean, probably larger numbers if it had been before COVID. People scared and shit right now. Inflation's up and shit. 
Joe Biden is fucking up the economy and all that. I don't know, you know. Gas is high. So I don't know how many people was buying tickets. I mean, they were good crowds there, but that don't mean everybody bought tickets. You know what I'm saying? Down these streets. But there was lots of good crowds at every show that I've been to, I went to. So, you know, hey, for especially for after COVID and things like that. Listen, I enjoyed it so much. Maxwell has brought me joy. Let me tell you something. It has not been just me. You know, I love going around, and you know, y'all know I love to go follow my favorite artists, especially I'm, I love Maxwell, okay? And so each place I went, I had a blast. Something always great happened to me in every place. Thank you, Maxwell. You're part of my, you, 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 you've opened up the world. I had a great time everywhere I went. <laughs> It was so it was so fun. Some places I had not been in a while. I was so glad. I enjoyed myself. <laughs> Other great things happened because of a Maxwell show. <laughs> so shout out to uh, the night tour. It was dope. Loved it. Loved it. Loved it. Okay. Uh, what else did I want to say? Oh, I was going to talk about my uncle talking about meet and greet. You know, listen. <laughs> I'm going to tell y'all the truth. Okay, you know what? I thought about doing a meet and greet. You know, I thought about it. We had a discussion with some people. I I still, you know, I'd be mad about plastic. I don't I don't deal with it. You know, I'd be mad if I got back there and I done paid out money and there's some plastic between me. I'd just be, I'd be cussing people out. <laughs> so it's best for me so like maybe one day I'll meet Maxwell Organic, but if I pay all that money and I get back there and they got a plastic thing about it, I'll be like, this in here, what's this? <laughs> I'll be in the plastic. <laughs> like, what's this? You going to take a picture over there? Oh, this is crazy. <laughs> you know, I don't know. I don't know. I, in the, I cannot do a meet and greet in the age of COVID, okay? Sorry. Only Janet would get a meet and greet in the age of COVID. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> but I do understand why meet and greets, maybe why, you know, I, I want to do it, you know, maybe why, you know, I don't know. Maybe one day I'll feel differently. I feel like the security guard was trying to give me a meet and greet. I just didn't take the I just didn't take the bait. Maybe because he liked us. I know. I don't know if he just really didn't understand. We weren't, didn't, but I, I, I honestly I said, no, no meet and greet here. <laughs> But yeah, really. But but now now have I had I got a meet and greet for free and it was some plastic in between us. I can respect that. Okay, I can be respectful of a meet and greet that was free and plastic in between me. I can't be respectful of a meet and greet with plastic in between me and I'd pay six seven hundred dollars. Shit, I'd be cussing loud people out. <laughs> it would not be a good thing. <laughs> no, I'm really listen. I'm gonna tell you. I always be talking a lot of shit. But I am really so different. <laughs> you see me. This show is my alternate my Carlotta, my middle group, my middle name personality. Um, and that doesn't mean that Keisha is important. Like there, this isn't Keisha either. There's little parts of me. This, Ke- this is Keisha, but Keisha is very reserved, very quiet, <laughs> very observant, very classy and shy. She's nothing like Carlotta. 
Okay, I mean, you know, she's like Carlotta, but in her head she's talking Carlotta shit. But, you know, when I'm sitting there in my Keisha zone, it's, a, it's very different. <laughs> and so when I go backstage, if I went backstage and met, did a meet and greet, I would be so totally, probably, Keisha zone is different. Keisha zone is different. Keisha's like, hi, how are you? Put a little bit of Carlotta. Now she see plastic Carlotta coming out. Like, what? What the fuck? What is this? <laughs> But, no, I don't even know if I let Carlotta out if I got back there. I would probably be like, ooh, okay, I feel like cussing you out, but I know this is not. Keisha's saying it's not the thing to do. <laughs> Facts, okay? So it was a great, uh, great, it was fun. I had a great time. My uncle loved, 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 loved Maxwell, okay? I've got another Maxwell fan on my hand, okay? He loved it. He had a blast. <laughs> he was talking about even he may go to uh, the Napa Valley. To... I was like, what? <laughs> he said, I think I might go to that. And then I called him the other day. We called him the other day, and he's at a concert. <laughs> I said, shit, I'm excited to be concert. <laughs> it's always good to help. <laughs> Oh, my goodness. Okay, so when we get back, we'll get into a couple of more hot topics that I wanted to talk to uh, talk to you guys about this week. But I wanted to make sure I hit on my Oakland trip so you guys can know about Oakland. I think Maxwell, he's done with the first part of the night tour, which, which uh, has Anthony Hamilton and Joe. Next up, I think the night tour concludes, I mean, comes uh, comes back, and it's uh, – it's at Las Vegas. It's the Wind Theater, I think, in Las Vegas, and it's July, was it, 28th, 27th, 27th, some weird dates, 27th, 30th, and I forget the dates. Shit. But it's on a Wednesday, and it skips, and it's Friday and Saturday. I think that's how the dates are, okay? And Wednesday, let me just say this, okay? I looked at up the tickets. Wednesday is a cheaper night, you know what I'm saying? So people who y'all excited, y'all want to go to see Maxwell at the night tour, it's a, probably good to go in the middle of the week if you ain't catching, doing it in Vegas, you know what I'm saying? Seems like a good good price point. <laughs> and it's, you know, and, you know, everything in Vegas is kind of a little bit cheaper and stuff like that. So this, it sounds really like a good show. And then I think he's going to be in a couple of other places, the, uh, California and Mississippi or something like that. So cool. Yeah, so y'all, y'all got plenty of time to catch the night tour. Hopefully, there are some adjustments made, like adding in maybe gigolos or sexual healing. I tell you, if you do sexual healing, I will throw a pair of pants. I'm going to buy a pair of panties and say, these are for Maxwell if he sings sexual healing at a concert again, and I go. I'm going to get no, I'm going to make sure I go to a concert. If I hear Maxwell has performed sexual healing at a concert, I see a video or anything, and somebody shows me Maxwell has sung sexual healing at a concert, I'm going to have a pair of panties, and I'm going to make sure I throw them on stage <laughs> if he does that and I see him again. <laughs> Facts. Oh, my goodness. It can't be a piece of sexual healing. No, you can't be sampling sexual healing. You can't throw in a piece of sexual healing. You have to give me the whole vibe, like at least a, a verse and a half, <laughs> a verse and a, a chorus. It is what it is. Okay, so when I come back on the CC show, CC show, 
what do we want to get into? I don't have a show. Y'all know I told you I ain't got no show today, okay? But let's get into what we're going to be talking about. Okay. Uh, let's see. Um, what I'm, I, it's, just, it's what I wanted. It's some other topics I want to talk to you about. Millennials are broke. We're going to talk about that when I get back on the Carlisle Tablet Show. And we're going to talk about uh, vaccinations in certain cases aren't making the difference. Uh, the Dave Chappelle situation, we're going to talk about Drake doing some Scorpion shit by following that man's wife after he tried to troll him. That's so Scorpio. I wasn't even surprised. I was like, Scorpio shit. <laughs> okay. And we're going to talk about, um, uh, what else? Uh, oh, my God. Oh, rest in peace to Naomi Judd. Naomi Judd passed away last week. Some people are saying because of suicide. Rest in peace, you know, prayers to her family. Um, uh, and she was an icon. Um, also, we're going to talk about, uh, did we talk about Meg already? I think we talked about Meg the Stallion. Did I talk about Meg the Stallion's interview? I think we did that. We talked about that. But there's a couple of more other stories I want to get into out in these streets. But we'll hit them up when we get back on the Carlotta Chatwood Show, and then we'll wrap it up, and I will try to catch y'all. I'm going to take a moment. I may take a couple of weeks, and then I'll try to catch y'all unless something crazy happens. But you know what? We're going to take a break right now, and then we'll get back, come back and get into uh, more um, uh, more hot topics, okay? Let's listen to Crazy Javier. It's the CC Show. I'll be back in a moment. I can't deny 
For the very best in government, politics, celebrity entertainment, music news, tune into the Carlotta Chatwood Show right here on Block Talk Radio. All right, what's up, y'all? We are back on the Carlotta Chatwood Show. Now, okay, did y'all know when Dave Chappelle got attacked last week that they said, like, Beyonce, Elon Musk? Jay-Z and all these people were in the front row. I'm like, how did that person get in there with all that security that was in the place? There is no way in hell. They must have had an inside uh, thing. Crazy, okay? Nutty, right? Uh, no. Okay, but this is an interesting article I saw out here, and I had to read it because I was like, wow, this really – speaks to uh, uh, kind of the placement, I mean, the place that we're in, especially regarding race and wealth gap uh, and stuff like that. Uh, the race, uh, it's just, it's, it's, it's crazy. But uh, it says, hold on, let me look here. It says, millennials are broke. Some are way brokers than other studies show. This is from yahoo.com. It says, it's no secret that millennials are broke. They lag in retirement savings, home ownership, and overall wealth when compared to previous generations. But it turns out that some millennials are much more brokered than others for upsetting reasons. Per NPR, a deep dive into the numbers revealed a disturbing trend in millennial wealth that highlights racial inequality in America. New research shows that when considering just older millennials, that is millennials born before 1990, while white millennials have managed to start closing the wealth gap between them and older generations, black millennials have actually seen the gap widen. Now, shout out to Yvette Cornell and Antonio Moore who have been telling people these things quite a while now, <clears throat> but it says researchers at the Institute for Economic Equity at the Federal Reserve Bank of St. Louis looked into the Federal Reserve Survey of Consumer Finances and found that older millennials, who they define only as millennials who were born before 1990, had made pretty substantial wealth gains over the past few years, though they still remain 11% behind previous generations. Meanwhile, black and non-college educated have actually fallen further behind as research shows white millennials trailing the wealth of previous white generations by only 5%, while black millennials are a shocking 52% behind previous black generations. So what does that mean? That it is getting worse for black people. And I really wish they would break that down in terms of black Americans because we really need to have an understanding of what traditional black America or ADOS or <coughs> foundation of black America, excuse me, or whatever you call it. Uh, but it says, while black and millennials are experiencing a wealth gap, uh, it says there's no single reason for this level of wealth disparity, but the two primary factors seem to be generational wealth and student loan debt. And, well, you know, and besides that, black people have started, uh, we've kind of been behind with uh, slavery, you know, has put black people very behind in Jim Crow laws and all kinds of things. But it says this is especially relevant when it comes to student loan debt, as 80% of black millennials still have student debt versus just about half of white millennials. 
uh, these things are terrible for them. This massive wealth disparity is even larger for millennial families as data indicates that the typical white millennial family has 88000 in wealth. A uh, typical black millennial family has about 5000 And wealth is an intergenerational problem. Families that struggle to gain, maintain, or have access to wealth will have fewer financial opportunities to pass along to their children. Okay, so this is an interesting article. You can read it in yahoo.com. It is, excuse me, guys, I got this buzzing cough here. But it says millennials are broke. Some are way broker than others, study shows. And it's an article by Blake Harper, okay? So check that out when you can. Um, let's see what's next. So I wanted to talk to you guys. Um, let's see here. Can I get that up? Okay, now. You guys have heard the news about Tyrese. I remember we heard this a few years back when Dr. Dre was on a video and Tyrese was on there and Tyrese was talking about him being a billionaire. Well, this is according to ronsonsnitch.com. It says the time Tyrese called, uh, called Dr. Dre $200 million. Back in 2014, Tyrese Gibson famously went live on Facebook and announced that Dr. Dre was going to be hip-hop's first billionaire after signing a deal with Apple before the deal was actually finalized. Turns out Tyrese's antics cost Dr. Dre $200 million. Now, this is from RonsonSnitch.com. An excerpt from Trip Mickle's new book, After Steve, How Apple Became a Trillion-Dollar Company and Lost Its Soul, obtained by I Moore, breaks it down. At 2 a.m., Jimmy Iovine got a call from Puff Daddy. He was screaming that Dre and Tyrese, a rapper, deal in a Facebook video. Iveen pulled up the video and cringed as he saw Tyrese bragging about being drunk on Heineken in a recording studio. When the word of the video reached Tim Cook, he summoned Iveen and Dre to Cupertino. Cupertino? Is that how you say it? He invited them into a conference room for a, for a private conversation. Iveen was anxious and afraid that Cook was going to kill the deal. Instead of the anger and cursing that would have poured out of jobs in a moment like that, Cook really calm. He told the music executives that he was disappointed and wished that Dre's social media outburst <clears throat> hadn't happened, but said that the video hadn't shaken his conviction that buying beats was right for Apple. Mitchell goes, goes on to reveal that Cook used the social media fiasco to demand an adjustment to the terms of the deal, stating that in the days that follow, Apple shaved an estimated $200 million off its offering price. Jesus. The reduction led staff led led staff at Beats to say that Apple had given Dre just enough of a haircut to make sure he did not become a hip hop billionaire. Wow. Gee, so that's why we read in his divorce what was true, how much he had in assets and cash assets. So you guys can remember that. So uh we talked about that on the show. That's why he's trying to hold on all that um, <laughs> money from her when she's asking for all that money, okay? Uh, and because he really just wasn't that. Okay, so now Wendy Williams showed up this week on Fat Joe and did an interview. I saw some of the interview today. I thought at first Wendy was okay. I'm not so sure now. That interview made me think differently. Oh, my God. She wasn't answering a lot of questions. She seemed a little off. 
And she did talk about Sherry Shepherd, so I watched the Sherry Shepherd show. Now, this is on bombsandsnicks.com, too. It says, if you ask the Wendy Williams show with Stanford, it was announced that the new Sherry Shepard show will be taking Wendy's slot on daytime TV. Over the weekend, Wendy told Fat Joe she would not be watching Sherry Shepard's show, and that she, and now Sherry has responded. <laughs> Excuse me. Okay, she did in a video post on Instagram live. Sherry said she was not upset with Wendy and understood her stance, but also asked her fans to pray for Wendy because it appears there is no one in her corner who truly cares about her. Okay, because, you know, listen, I have to say, it was kind of weird, the interview. I don't see how it's going to help convince anybody that she's real if they listen to that interview really well. And I want Wendy to get back and be back healthy. Listen, I know, Sherry, Here's the truth, okay? I don't think your show's gonna last, but I, you know, I don't want to not talk nobody out no job. I want what's best for you. I hope you do well, but I just, uh, you know, it is what I eat. But I think, you know, Sherry could turn out to be Oprah in the I doubt it, but she could. I don't know. I just have a hard time believing it. Okay. Um. Wendy did not look well. That's all I'll say. She she wasn't answering certain questions. I mm, I just can't say. Okay, I don't know what to make of that. Now Stevie J is back out in the news. Okay, he's apologizing to Faith Evans. He wants to get back. Stevie J apologizes to strange wife Faith Evans on Mother's Day. And this is according to Yahoo.com. It says, it appears the fans are officially over the roller coaster ride known as Stevie J and Faith Evans' relationship. The strange couple, which met in the 90s, began dating in 2016. Stevie and Faith will ultimately get married two years later in July 2018. Um, their union was met with domestic violence claims and cheating allegations. Since then, Stevie and Faith have been bounded out of court after Love and Hip Hop's Atlanta starts off for divorce from Faith in uh, 2021, okay? Uh, he put Faith Renee Jordan hurt you, disrespected you, and humiliated you in front of the world. From this day forward, I promise to listen to your feelings and be more delicate with your heart. I also promise to build up even more and to communicate. Daily with you. I respect you and love you until you're as happy as you were when we got married. Um, I've learned to my lesson, and I never want to be live without you, be, uh, because God knows I'm better man than you. And I'm asking you to find in your heart to forgive me <clears throat> and to allow me to rebuild our trust. Happy Mother's Day. I love you. Lord, faith. Child, don't you? He been showing his ass. If you do, do it. Give him a trial run, child. Mm-hmm. I don't know. The toxicity of it all. Child, mm. You know, some people don't deserve, you know, some people can't let go back, come back. Sometimes you got to let people go. 
you gotta let them go because you understand it's toxic. And you know they're gonna put you. You know they're gonna just put you through. Stevie J is like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know based on that. I would say one. Okay. Now, data shows that vaccinated U.S. citizens make up more than 40% of COVID-19 deaths. Uh, during Omicron, Pete has just continued to rise in Wisconsin. Uh, I'm not going to read this this article, but let me just say this. COVID is going to become something I think we're going to all have to live with. I don't think, you know, I'd be shocked if they set, shut back down, but I think it's going to become one of those stages where people are just going to have to live with the, uh, are going to have to do it. And now they're seeing the nightmare COVID variants are cracking the code to our immunity. Listen, this is sounding crazy. It says, you might not know, you might not know it, but looking around, this is from MSN, it says, looking around you at all those unmasked faces, but there's still an awful lot of novel coronavirus out there. And the virus appears to be mutating faster than ever, producing steadily more contagious variants and subjects. The evolutionary term with SARS-CoV-2 might be might not mean that there are definitely going to be big surges in infections, hospitalization, and death, at least not everywhere for a very long time. But it underscores an uncomfortable truth that despite the lifting of COVID restrictions in most countries that are in China, despite many people's eagerness to move past the pain and uncertainty of the past two years, the pandemic isn't over. The virus isn't going to mutate. Listen, I don't know. This is a strange virus. I'll tell you that. The latest subvariants are more transmittable. BA4, BA5, both Austrians are Omicron variant, first appeared in South Africa last month. And the closely related BA212 first showed up in New York around the same time. Let me just tell y'all. See, they're going to go, they can keep going. You're going to have diseases in the end times. You're just going to have to pray and ask God to cover you. That's the best thing. That's, that's the only protection you got against this kind of stuff. Because they say people now, even they got the boosters that boosted up, is still back. Okay? So I told y'all from the beginning, it's all about praying. Vaccinated, boosted, you better just, you better trust God. You gotta, sometimes you just got to trust God with it. And this is one of those things. <clears throat> it is what it is. And that's that, okay? Now, let's talk about Drake out in the street. Drake did the ultimate Scorpio crap. <laughs> Drake claps back at a troll by following his wife and DMing her on Instagram. Yahoo.com. It says the certified lover boy just put the ultimate move on the online critics. The drama field interaction started on Tuesday when an Instagram user poked fun at Drake's son Adonis after the rapper commented about the fathers who are elated and competitive and over supportive of their children's pursuits. In response, Instagram user wrote, Your son probably played with ghost writers. <laughs> that was fun. <laughs> it says the snarky comment was in reference to past controversies where. Canadian rapper was accused of relying on ghostwriters and not drafting his own verses. Drake, I know you probably laugh at it. We can scrub you We can laugh at a good joke, okay? It says Drake speaks on stage during Drake Till Death U.S. Park Battle on October 30th, 2021 in Long Beach, California. Um, 
Drake who goes by Champagne Poppy on the platform decided to respond in the most Drake way. No, that's the most Scorpio way. He simply tracked down the communist wife and followed her on Instagram. He said, I just followed your girl because she's probably miserable and needs some excitement in her life, GT. And it says, uh, imagine your son makes a reason. I think that's okay. The woman Drake followed who goes by Tony Bowden on the social platform shared the tea on her Instagram story. Oh, hey, Champagne Poppy. She captioned in a screenshot of her followers with the guy saying rapper missed it as one of them. <laughs> Somebody did a nasty word. Uh, she said, my husband decides to be a troll and now it's Champagne Poppy thinking I need excitement in my life. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> she wrote alongside laughing emoji, uh, laughing and eyes emoji. But the debacle didn't end there. Drake, who has cautioned his fans in his lyrics over years about stealing girls away from their boyfriends and husbands, alienated the original commenter with one final bow by sending Bowden a direct message after seeing her purse. I'm here for you, Ma, he wrote to her. <laughs> he is such a fool of shit. That's Scorpio bullshit. <laughs> that is shit Scorpios are doing, men and females, okay? <laughs> that's that's like revenge shit. Like, when you, you just, like, you just pissed us off to know it. See, the joke was good when he said your son probably played with Ghost Fighter. That shit was classic. Drake was laughing probably at it. He said, all right, I got something for your ass. Now remember, we as Scorpios, we think one up. <laughs> Unless we're trying to, we're, we're in our glorious state of the eagle or the phoenix, okay? You know, I try to be phoenix about life. <laughs> and that results in my scorpion energy. Because my scorpion energy would do what Drake did. <laughs> but you got to love it. All Scorpios, we know. We, we, we know with that energy. Like, oh, yeah, we followed his life. Hilarious shit. That's Scorpio shit. <laughs> but let me just tell you, let me just tell the wife this. Don't ruin your life for that food. Not no Scorpio man. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it, sis. <laughs> It'd be different if he was serious out in these streets. You can, if your husband was worried. But uh, don't be doing that for no Drake. Drake is a hoe out in these streets. <laughs> but that is funny that he did that. Hilarious. Just Scorpio nastiness all the way, okay? <clears throat> all right, you guys. So is there anything else I wanted to talk to you guys about this week? You know, I think that's it. It has been, I wanted to do a short show tonight, kind of come on and explain to you my trip, you guys, about my little Maxwell review of my third concert, the third night tour now. And like, Carlotta, will there be any more night tours? I don't think so right now. <laughs> you never know. <laughs> All right, uh, you guys, thank you so much for hanging out with me like you do every week and listening to this show. I thank you so much. And listen, I'm sorry I didn't have a full show up tonight. I'm trying to think, if I did I miss anything that I really need to talk to you about? I'm pretty sure I did. And so I'll have to, you know, do it on the next show. Now, I'm trying to, I, I've been trying to think in my head, like, is there anything I'm missing, but um, let me check. Let me check one more story here. See, 
feel like I have more deep things to to you guys about. But we'll figure it out. Um, Okay. There are some things I think can wait. We can talk about them uh, next show. Okay? I think that's what we'll do. We'll go ahead and end the show early tonight, okay? But I just want to get on and have a little discussion with you guys and tell you guys about my trip thing. But listen, if I don't get back on and do a show this week, that means I'm taking a break. I need a rest, okay? So I may take a break before I come back on. Listen, sometimes I need a break. <laughs> you know, to refresh my mind and all this. I've been, I've been having schoolwork, like all, you know, all the schoolwork, all the media stuff. I've been doing all this stuff. So, so my mind, <clears throat> you know, I mean, shoot, y'all. I mean, hey, I gotta replenish it. <laughs> so I need to let it rest and recuperate. You know, I mean, I've been, you know. These last two couple of weeks, I was I did my final and plus with the go feedback. <laughs> That's a lot. That's a lot. <laughs> okay, so you guys have a wonderful, wonderful rest of your week. And if I don't come back on for the next couple of weeks, hey, enjoy the archives. There are plenty of archive shows to listen to that you guys have to listen to. And if you have any, if there's a particular topic you want me to talk on or you have a question about, you guys are welcome to send me the article and stuff like that. I may pop in and do a quick show, like a 20-minute show or something like that. If there's something really interesting you guys want me to hit on or something like that, I may do that. Or if it's something I remember to talk about in the show, I need to talk about. But I don't know if I'm going to do another show or not. I may this week, but in case I don't, that means I'm on break, okay? So, you guys, feel free to enjoy the archives if I go on break this week. Have a good one. I will see you uh, um, soon, okay? Make sure you hit me up on uh, the Call Out Chat with Facebook page. That's where you can send me messages and send me articles and stuff like that. Also, you can hit me up on Twitter, see Chat with Show, and Call Out 72 are the two Twitter handles. Then also there's Instagram, Carly underscore Galaxy. Now, y'all have asked me about TikTok. I have a TikTok and, and a, a Snapchat. I don't use them, though. I mean, I use TikTok and just look at the videos, but I, shit, I, don't, I don't know what I'm doing, you know. <laughs> so I won't give y'all that. So hit me up on Instagram. Y'all know how to do it. Do what you social media y'all got, okay? <laughs> You guys have a wonderful, wonderful weekend. We're going to leave out with, uh, uh, geez, what do we leave out with? Let's leave out with Lucky Day. You want my love. I'm out. See y'all. Have a good one. Bye. <laughs> Hope y'all enjoyed the show. <laughs>
Show me what's inside, I can see it all in your eyes Good time 